everyone has been assuming that Bryce Young is going to go first or second overall, but is there a chance he falls to the Indianapolis Colts? And boy, would that be something. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle Podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com. My name is Andrew Moore. I'm joined here by my fellow writer and colleague at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, looking at the calendar, we are three weeks from today, three weeks from today, from the first round of the NFL draft, and we could put all this talk to rest. How you doing, brother? Uh, are, are you going to make it these three weeks? Because I'm starting to, for myself, I'm thinking, I don't know if I can handle this much longer. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's really starting to get to the point where, you know, you're seeing so many different articles and so many different takes and so many different rumors and, you know, mock drafts. I think I've I mean, they, they 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 never stop coming, but I just keep on reading them. So, um, but I do got to say, I'm I'm right there with you. I think that right up until draft day, especially on draft day, I'm just going to be a nervous wreck. Like I'm going to need a, a beer or maybe seven. <laughs> we're in peak. We're in peak smokescreen season right oh, now, yeah. where every every little report gets blown out of proportion. Uh, agents are 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 playing games with the media. Teams are playing games with the media, uh, all in an effort to throw everybody off off the scent of what they're actually going to do. Try to hype up different prospects. Uh, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun over these next three weeks. But uh, before we dive in, hey guys, haven't done so already please we really appreciate all the love and support and all the following you guys have been doing let's keep that up if you haven't done so already please go ahead and follow horseshoe huddle on twitter at colts on fn like horseshoe huddle on facebook and subscribe to that youtube channel hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i are going live destin and shod uh there might even be we're kind of talking about possibly doing a live show on the draft uh we'll combining the the guys we'll have to see if Ooh. that comes to fruition but uh it it it's going to be a lot of fun uh, oh, yeah. And we've got already a ton of people in the chat. We've got Logan Schmidt here, uh, the the goat. We've got Wyatt Law. We've got Sky. We've got Truett, who's saying great job for guesting uh, for, uh, Drake on Bring the Juice. Uh, the Common Colts podcast is here. Uh, we've yeah. got Quentin. He said I'm over off season already. Uh, I think we all are. But but yep. Drake. The man that we're going to talk about, we talked about C.J. Stroud on Monday. Uh, we we thought he was a really good quarterback prospect, probably not going to end up coming to the Colts. Now it's time for Bryce Young, the other quarterback that we think is probably going to go uh, in the top. Uh, here's Saul uh, Guzman here. And guys, as we're talking this evening, if you want to throw a super chat in there, again, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. We'll give you a shout out. We'll make sure to answer your question right away. We'll give you a priority there. But but as I was saying, CJ Stroud, we talked about Monday. Tonight, it is Bryce Young. And, and for Bryce Young, a lot of people think – that it's a lock that he goes to either Carolina at one or the Texans at, at number two, just because of the type of prospect he is. And we're going to, we're going to dive into that right now. So Bryce Young, obviously quarterback has been the starting quarterback at Alabama for the past two seasons. Um, he was the, uh, even in high school was the California Gatorade player of the year. And then his 2021 season, just incredible uh, Heisman trophy winner, Maxwell Award winner, Davey O'Brien Award winner, Consensus All-American, first team All-SEC. Bryce Young 
Young was the best player in the country in 2021. Now, he had a little bit of an injury in 2022, caused him to miss a couple games, still made second team all SEC. And and here were his stats, even on a a quote-unquote down year. 3,328 yards and I think about 12 games, uh, 32 touchdowns, just five interceptions. And then he also had four rushing touchdowns to go along with 184 yards rushing uh Bryce Young is is the real deal so before we dive into the specifics Drake uh what's just your overall feel of Bryce Young as a prospect I mean for me it's it's um also forgive my dog I think somebody just dropped off a package um but uh (laughs) I I think that polished I think balanced I think um probably best overall I think uh precision leadership natural fit for the nfl he's got a mind like no other uh i think he's going to be a great quarterback he's definitely going to be able to hit the ground running probably quicker than anybody else honestly and and of course logan schmidt this is why you're the goat man Uh, we really appreciate the super chat if you guys don't follow logan on twitter go do it that man is hilarious great colts content all the time he's the man that's still leading the lamar jackson train uh hey i mean you never know what what there could be crazy things that happen in this draft cycle maybe the colts actually don't take a quarterback and instead they do target lamar Uh, but it does seem like the colts are wanting to go that rookie quarterback route uh to, to really really set themselves up for for uh, a rookie contract i would say a quarterback on a rookie deal open so much other things with with the cap space uh they really want to try to keep their draft picks but hey i crazier things have happened we're talking about the team that literally hired jeff saturday off of the espn set to coach this team in the second half of the season so i'm not going to rule anything out there so uh as logan says i agree sadly but uh but drake uh, you, you kind of st- uh started started things out here uh talking about the pros of, of bryce young and and believe me there are a lot of them um and i think i think you touched on him well I kind of want to expand on this is, is his leadership and his preparation. Uh, There are zero questions about the, the type of person and the type of, of mental, mental aptitude of Bryce Young as a quarterback. I mean, there's stories about Bryce Young, the, the Alabama would play on Saturday coaches would give the uh the, the guys the opposing game plans on on Sundays and and Bryce Young would already have it memorized and come back Monday morning literally less than 48 hours after they had finished their game ready for the next opponent ready have that game plan mastered and ready to make adjustments the kids football IQ is just off the charts well, and that's that's definitely going to be one of the things that's going to help him hit the ground running, I think, quicker than the other prospects is he's got the ridiculous IQ. Like you said, he's a natural leader, but he also just does things very well consistently. He's low turnover. It seems like even at Alabama, he would elevate the offense while just minimalizing turnover. So his decision making is bar none fantastic i don't think that you're ever going to deal with him having turnover issues there's just something about him that doesn't really yell at me hey this guy's going to take a bunch of risks that are completely unneeded uh so i i just think that he's going to be very very solid he's going to be a great quarterback um 
And obviously, I think one thing that he actually has is some pretty decent arm strength. You don't think about that when you talk about Bryce Young, but watching him at the pro day, he looked very relaxed with every single throw and hit a lot of them around the money. Yeah, with, with Bryce Young, I mean, you're, even though he a lot of times you see him cr- being able to create when the play breaks down, he, he hardly ever puts the ball in harm's way. Uh, he he takes care of the football, like you said, makes really good decisions with the football, and and I think a lot of that comes with with his preparation and and his high football IQ. The game never is too fast for Bryce Young. He's able to slow it down in the most crucial situations uh, when a, when a play breaks down, when that pocket gets muddy. One of the biggest criticisms that we talked about on Monday of C.J. Stroud is that a lot of times in college, when that when that pocket broke down. He, his play really, really suffered. Now, again, you saw it against Georgia. That wasn't really the case, but other times throughout his career, that did happen. With Bryce Young, that's that's not a concern whatsoever. When the play breaks down, a lot of times that's when Bryce Young is at his best, being able to create, being able to keep the play alive and, and still fire a, a perfect pass down the field. And you talked about how he he elevated the team around him. Yes, I know, guys, we're talking about Alabama here, the team that constantly has the five-star recruits. But when you look back, especially last season in particular, when you look back at, at the wide receivers and the weapons that Bryce Young had around him, it's it's not necessarily the same supporting cast on offense, at least, that Alabama is is used to having, especially in recent years. So you don't have it's not it's not a situation where where you have cj stroud throwing to to marvin harrison jr jackson smith and jigba uh chris olave garrett wilson all of those guys uh bryce young last year didn't have a very good receiving core and and was and had to cover up a lot of those holes and i think i think that's one thing that definitely stood out about his game well and that's something that's really interesting that you mentioned that it's like I know that everyone looks at his numbers and they might say they might see like the, the 3,300 passing yards and whatnot. But like you mentioned, no one talks about his lack of weapons and it's not downing any of these guys. I mean, they're college football players, you know, but but Bryce Young did not have Derrick Henry. OK, Bryce Young did not have Kenyon Drake in the backfield with Derrick Henry. You know, like he didn't have a absolutely disgusting run attack and a couple streamers right down the field that could take the top off of a defense. Bryce Young basically did that on his own. He would take the top off of the defense with great ball placement. Uh, And and again, you're talking about a guy who won the Heisman Trophy with probably not the best supporting cast. He might have been able to do it two years in a row if he stays healthy and has maybe some more talent. I mean, for all you know, they might win the title. You never know. I mean, he was fantastic. So I think that uh, it was awesome that you mentioned his ability to kind of get out of the pocket. He reminds me a lot of we've talked about this till we're blue in the face, but Kyler Murray. That's how he avoids a lot of contact is he's just very elusive. He's shorter than most of the guys coming after him, but he just avoids contact. So I think if Bryce Young can do that, he can avoid injury too. Yeah, and that's going to be the biggest thing. Obviously, we're going to talk about the cons, and uh, the biggest one is his size, but – I mean, when you when you watch a lot of these plays at Alabama, uh, I mean, Bryce Young, yes, with his small stature, he's not he's not going against not every I shouldn't say never, but not every weekend he's going against NFL quality defensive linemen. But at the same time, he only was able he only missed one game in college, so he really hasn't had injury questions or, or injury uh, issues throughout college, uh, but. The NFL is a completely different ball game. Um, 
and then I'm I mean, we're just talking about looking at Bryce Young as 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 a quarterback too. I mean, regardless of of all the the, the splashy plays and everything, you still have to win from the pocket. And and Bryce Young is up there with C.J. Stroud as the most accurate quarterback in this class. I mean, there you saw so many times where he would throw a thirty yard pass, and and it would be like it was just an extended handoff at, at times. Uh, Bryce Young when you give him enough time in that pocket is going to just absolutely carve you up and be surgical. So uh, his, his accuracy, uh, this is kind of, I'll get to my comps for, for Bryce young in a bit, but almost like Joe Burrow in a sense with his accuracy, Uh, it really, really seems to me that, that no matter what happens uh, or, or anywhere on the field that, that the ball needs to be put, Bryce young can do it. Well, and you know, what did we hear Shane Steichen say? He wants somebody obsessed with their craft. This is a guy who will memorize everything and then come back to you mere days later with suggestions. So there's there's the first box. Accuracy, he's got that. There's the second box. And uh, you actually used the phrase ability to create. I mean, he mm-hmm. has all three of those qualities. So if he literally somehow is right there, if the Colts trade up to three and he's just sitting there, I mean, you'd be like, oh, it's it's hard to it's hard you know you'd mm-hmm. be like man, oh yeah with all the qualities and like we've talked like we said it we've said it a million times if he was six feet tall he'd be the consensus number one pick yeah and and i think i think that's 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 the really the only hang up when you're talking about bryce young if if bryce young if we're and it's really not even the height i can handle the height mm-hmm. it, it's more about the weight and and i guess, I guess that, that can segue us into talking about some of the cons of bryce young here it's it's really the weight that's that's the issue if if bryce young was i mean i know he measured in at the combine at 204 pounds guys he is not going to play at 204 pounds i have it on good authority from people that i trust that bryce young at alabama last year while he was listed at 190 some pounds he was his playing weight was more around 170 pounds that's tiny in the if you're talking about in the NFL for a quarterback, I mean, there's a difference between yes, Kyler Murray is a small quarterback, Russell Wilson is a small quarterback, but their their builds are so much different than Bryce Young's. Like Kyler Murray is thick, Russell Wilson is thick. Bryce Young doesn't have that thick build to him that can absorb the the hits, and we've already seen with Kyler Murray how he's he's his body's starting to break down. Russell Wilson has done a really good job throughout his career of of staying healthy, but but a lot of times with those smaller quarterbacks, the the risk of injury is is a lot greater. So, but yeah, I mean, if if Bryce Young was actually playing around 205, 210 pounds and was six foot. He'd be there would be no question. Bryce Young would go number one overall in this draft. Well, and you know, to to kind of build off of that, there was one point I forgot is that his size, he seemed to overcome that for the most part in college. Now, this is different. This is the NFL. Now, I can't I cannot imagine a 170-pound Bryce Young getting sacked as much as Russell Wilson has. I mean, if Russell Wilson, imagine if Russell Wilson was 170 pounds or if his playing weight was even 185, he's like probably a solid 210 or maybe like 205. I mean, this is a guy who literally at times was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. In fact, just this recent year, 
Number two for most sacks allowed were the Colts, and number one were the Denver Broncos. So he it happened again. It happened again. He, he was the most sacked quarterback. So it's like I can't imagine Bryce Young getting sacked 64, 65, I think, times times in a year without missing at least two or three different games. So it's going to be interesting to see how he deals with that. I know that it's there's not many weaknesses. There's not many things that we can put as a con, but this is such a, a, a big – glaring one that you really have to almost factor your game plan around it and make sure that the pocket can move too yeah that's a big thing you're not going to want to just have him sit back there do do seven seven step drops the entire game because the pass rush is going to get to him and yes bryce young can create like i've said he is a a master at, at being able to do that but when you have those guys barreling down on you you also have to protect your quarterback he's not he's not going to be Andrew Luck where he's six foot four, 240 pounds and, and could absorb all the beatings that he did before even his body finally broke down. Um, and, and here's a, here's a good, uh, a good uh, comparison by DSG Goodbar. Love the support. Thank you all so much uh, uh, for always tuning in. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you give them a follow. But not a one-to-one comparison, but Nick Saban compared him to Drew Brees. And I did see that. Drake, mm-hmm. what do you think about the comparison between uh, Bryce Young and Drew Brees? You know, that's actually – I think that the way that they, they, they operate out of the pocket, that's very interesting because I would say that that is probably what makes them so similar in that regard. But re- real quick, that's interesting. Drew Brees was 210 pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, that dude was just a lunch pail, I'm going to go chop down a tree in the woods type of guy. So, like, he, <laughs> he, he was ready for the contact, and he was healthy pretty much all the time. So – that is still 40 pounds heavier. Okay. That at 170 pounds, that is just to me for a quarterback. For a slot receiver, that's tiny. But you're talking about a guy that's getting hit by defensive backs, sometimes getting tackled from behind, not getting hit by 275, 300 pound Miles Garrett's, you know? Right. Right. I, I do like the comparison when you're talking about their, uh, their games as passers because mm. uh, I, I think that. While Bryce Young has a, a good enough arm, it's not anything that, that you're you're going to uh, be ecstatic about, or it's nothing to write home about, I should say. When you're talking about the top four quarterbacks in this class, I would say Bryce Young probably has the, uh, and I don't even like saying the weakest arm, but if, if you're putting them... Um, in order of strongest arm, he's probably at number four. But but Bryce Young could still make every single throw on the football field. Same with Drew Brees. Drew Brees did not have the strongest arm. When you're talking about strong arm quarterbacks in NFL history, Drew Brees' name does not come up. But Drew Brees was pinpoint accurate. He knew how to pick apart a defense. Uh, he, even though he was only six foot tall, he was able to kind of move the, the pocket in little ways within the uh, within within that pocket to kind of find the holes between the offensive linemen, between the defenders, those little pockets where he could throw the ball. Uh, so I, I love it from a passing standpoint. And and as DSG Goodbar says right here, I'm sure he meant it more mental than physical. That's exactly what I was yeah. uh, about to get to, that mental aspect of the game as well for Bryce Young. Because Drew Brees, again, was was very cerebral. Uh, not on the same level as Peyton Manning, but nobody's on that level. But he, he would be able to dice up a, a defense. Bryce Young is right there in, in terms of what he can do cerebrally 
at the quarterback position, not being full, fooled by any defense out there, being able to uh, uh, to to go do all the protection calls, uh, be able to to call plays at the line of scrimmage, get out of different plays if if they need to, uh, things of that nature. And and of course, I, I got to put this up here. Uh, did Stats Matt have a hot date this evening? Yeah, I don't know what Stats Matt is in here in the chat. Uh, he's probably watching the Masters or or something, Freddie shout out uh good good you're a michigan football fan hey i was wearing green for the masters today that's why why i put this on um but hey irish football uh we'll always we'll always get a a kudos for that too but but yeah i I, it's all going to come down to whether a team is okay with bryce Young's size if a team isn't okay with bryce Young's size then they might knock him down a little bit but man it is so hard to ignore all of the other things that he does well because Honestly, when you're looking at it, he does pretty much everything well outside of the things that he can't control, and that's his size. Well, and one thing that I was thinking about is it's like all of these factors, we're putting everything together, okay, his height, which isn't the biggest concern. I think he's like 5'10", 5'11", or something like that. Right. Um, So that they could be worse. Um, but like you factor in the height mixed with the fact that he is so light, so, so small, he's already struggled with the injuries. Now he's going to go number one, potentially. So imagine he goes to, uh, in fact, I would even say Houston's probably less equipped for a quarterback right now than Carolina would be. Um, let's say that there's not efficient blocking. Let's say that there's not targets outside of Dalton Schultz right now that can really get open one-on-one. Let's say that Young has to do more than he hopefully would need to. You mix in the fact that he's so small and he starts taking some big hits early on. I mean, it could end up, and I'm, I hope this doesn't happen, but it could end up being like something like a Joe Burrow situation where you're like looking at yourselves like an organization going, my God, man, we just got this guy a torn ACL in week five, you know, and, and the line was just letting so much through. So, We'll just have to see, but he might come to a very ill-equipped team offensively. And he's got to be able to handle that, you know. He's got to be able to 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 not – it's not no longer going to be at Alabama. Uh, I know we talked about how his supporting cast wasn't the greatest, but Alabama is still a top five, top ten football team his entire tenure there at Alabama. It's going to be a whole lot different when he comes to – the Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts, whichever team he does end up with. Um, but but then that, that kind of moves us along. I, I saw Wyatt's uh, question there um, say, with, with your choice of any quarterback in this draft, do you take Young? And that kind of gets us into our, our final segment, Drake. Will Bryce Young be an Indianapolis Colt? And I know a lot of people out there are probably thinking, like, this is an easy question as the man shows up, let's see, almost a half an hour late. God, <laughs> stats, Matt, what you doing? But he's buddy? here. Uh, yeah, at least you made it. So we'll, we'll, we'll let you slide there. But honestly, it, it seems like it's an easy question that, no, he's either going to go number one overall, number two overall. There is a scenario that I'll get to here in a bit that Bryce Young – ends up falling to the Indianapolis Colts. But, but Drake, as of as of today, your gut feeling, where does Bryce Young end up, and is it with the Indianapolis Colts? I I don't think that he – I'm almost 100% certain he's not going to be a Colt. And I, I know that you've you've got your, your take. My take is that Ballard has his – look, I understand he went and got Isaiah McKenzie. Okay, this is also a wide receiver. 
all right, who has multiple capabilities outside of just receiving. So that's maybe an exception or a guy like Hilton. Okay, well, this is a quarterback, and he wants the bigger athletically traitsy type guys like Levis or like um, like Richardson. Those really stick out to Ballard. So that's one thing. And I also think that Chris Ballard would be massively concerned every single play watching Bryce Young out there takes a big hit being concerned every single play. Um, I know he can't help it, but that is, that is something that's very glaring. And there was actually one more thing I was going to say is that I, I just think that he's going to go to the Houston Texans. And, and it's because I've been continuously hearing how, how high on Bryce young, the Texans are. And I feel like the Miko Ryan's really likes him, even though he's defensive, he's not going to go Will Anderson. I think he's, I think he's also pounding the table for Bryce young. So I think he won't go to the Colts, but he will go number two. Yeah. I, I think if I had to, if I had to pick right now, uh, I, I do think that Bryce Young ends up going to the to the Houston Texans. And I know I've seen all the reports lately. I've seen how the sports books have, have moved uh, about how Chris Mortensen of ESPN came out and said that, that Bryce Young will be the number one pick, and he very well may be. I'm, I'm not ruling that out. But but from what I know, I know that the I know that the Panthers really love CJ Stroud. The Panthers also know that the Houston Texans love Bryce Young as a prospect you I mean like I said it's smokescreen season all of these teams are using the media in different ways including the Indianapolis Colts all these teams are using the media in various ways to try to get that narrative out there so they're the Panthers probably are trying to bring up this this big this big rumor that oh they really like Bryce Young they really want Bryce Young well it's because the Panthers probably know that they're wanting to take C.J. Stroud. They want the Houston Texans to think that they're going to take Bryce Young. To try to make Houston jump that one spot, take Bryce Young, they'll still get C.J. Stroud there at two, and they'll recoup some of the draft capital they had to give up in order to get up to that number one. That's what I think is going on right now with all of those reports. Uh, so I, But I do think that, that Bryce Young, and in the end of the day, will be um, – uh, Houston Texan. However, there is a situation that Bryce Young could be available for the Colts at number four, uh, or 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 go. I won't even say that. I'll say because he's he wouldn't get to number four, but he yeah. would be available at three because the Panthers. I, I, I like I said, we fully assume they're going to take C.J. Stroud. I, I would I'll put I would honestly put money on that, but. Houston has been playing this game, so let's just play devil's advocate here. Let's say Houston, as they said, they're they don't have to take a quarterback. Let's say they don't take a quarterback and they take the best defender. They take Will Anderson Jr. Uh, to be to be that defensive cornerstone. Then all of a sudden, the Cardinals are sitting there at three, and Bryce Young is available. I think there would be an absolute mad dash of multiple teams wanting to trade up as quickly as they could and give what they could to go up there and get Bryce Young at three. The Colts might be one of those. I've heard that the Colts are very high on, on Bryce Young. I don't know if he's their quarterback one. I don't know that for certain. But I do know that they are very impressed with everything he could do mechanically, everything that he can do uh, uh, between the ears, that that football IQ and and there's a reason guys that the Colts in all these press conferences when they're talking about the quarterback you've heard it from Ballard you've heard it from Steichen you've even heard it from Jim Irsay 
Quarterbacks come in all shapes and sizes. We already know Jim Mercy loves that Alabama quarterback. Thinks he's pretty good. That I mean, there there might be a little bit of smokescreen to that, but at the same time, there's not because Bryce Young is a hell of a player. So then I'm going to pose this question to you, Drake. Say this situation does happen. Bryce Young is sitting there at three. Do you think the Colts would then trade up for Carolina with, uh, I'm sorry, with the Arizona Cardinals and, and go and get Bryce Young if he's available there at the Texans pass on him? Bryce Young is available there at number three. Now, this is now just to be sure I understand this correctly. The Panthers already took Stroud. Panthers took Stroud at one. Houston took Will Anderson at two. Okay. The Colts are sitting there at four. Arizona's on the clock. Do you think Chris Ballard and the Colts trade up to Arizona at that point in time, get number three, and then take Bryce Young? Or do they take Anthony Richardson or Will Levis? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I never thought of a scenario <laughs> where where uh, where they where the Texans actually don't take a quarterback. Right. But, you know hey, what? it's possible. You know what? I think with what – because, like, right now I think the Colts are thinking – Levis Richardson. This is just my my own mind. If I'm if I'm the GM, I'm thinking, okay, so these are the two guys we've got pretty much access to. I think are, are Levis and Richardson, both high traits, both a little raw. One's way more raw than the other, but high traits to super high, whatever. Oh my gosh, Bryce Young's available. He can hit the ground running right away. Okay, he would right away. Your offense is going to get an, a pretty significant uptick, I think, compared to last year. So. Imagine him with Steichen now, a guy that is as intelligent as Steichen as football-wise, with Bryce Young, who's going to bring him suggestions. Are you kidding me? Jim Bob Cooter, uh, uh, it's – oh, I can't remember the quarterback. Uh, Cam Turner. Cam Turner. Cam Turner. He already worked with a smaller quarterback like Kyler Murray. Maybe that's perfect. So I think if he was available at three, they'd, they'd take him. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there would be a, 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 a scenario that if Bryce Young gets past Houston – that Indianapolis would not do whatever they could they to go the up chance. there and, and get young. Uh, and I know we're, we're talking about Anthony Richardson, and believe me, I'm a big Anthony Richardson fan too. I honestly think there's a path for success, and I'm a big fan of all four of these quarterbacks. I really do. I really am. I think you would have to – there's not a – it's not the same path to success. I think there would have to be multiple different changes uh, in, in different areas for each quarterback to succeed. But, but when you're talking about – uh, Bryce Young, and who my comp for is is a small Joe Burrow. I honestly, the way he plays is like Joe Burrow. He he's a guy that really doesn't doesn't like to uh, win with his legs, but he certainly can. He creates when the play breaks down. He's cool, calm, collected, at cerebral at the quarterback position. Can put it wherever it needs to go. Uh, good good arm, great accuracy fantastic creator and and he just wins bryce young just wins so high-end comp i think it's a it's a small joe burrow that low-end comp i know i used it for uh for cj stroud last week but i'm gonna use it again to a tongue of iloa as a low-end comp uh, a guy that can move a little bit but he could have a lot he's a smaller quarterback could have some injury issues things of that nature uh, i don't think and i think he'll probably end up somewhere in the middle probably closer to the high-end comp than the low-end comp just because I think Bryce Young's ceiling is is fairly high personally, but yeah, I mean, if you're talking about Bryce Young being there at three, which again, not not likely, probably, but but if, if Bryce Young is available there at three, I think the Colts would have a hard time being able to sit there and say, you know, we're good because I, to me, 
and I, I think I've given this on the show a couple times. CJ Stroud is 1A, Bryce Young is 1B, Richardson is 3, Levis at 4. And I don't think the gap is huge, is that huge between their potential as far as CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, all those guys, because of, of how high AR's potential actually is. But man, it's just hard to pass on a prospect like Bryce Young if he's sitting there right in front of you. Well, and again, I think that at the end of the day, if you want to lean on one thing that that makes Young just so appealing to a guy like Steichen, it's the brain. The guy is – Bryce Young is so intuitive, and he's very instinctive. He doesn't turn the ball over. Oh, again, he's accurate. He is a leader. He's obsessed with his craft, and he can create. All right, and the guy can also take you by surprise because you might underestimate him because of his size. I mean, five foot ten, one hundred and seventy five, hundred eighty pounds, whatever he ends up playing at, that's going to get a lot of guys wanting to hit him hard. And I, you know, I think that if there's one guy that the Colts line could potentially be like, really, really collect around, it's Bryce Young. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think C.J. Stroud would really get them that way too. But I think if you're talking about raw pure leadership that's ready day one it's bryce young right right i either way i mean i think bryce young cj stroud i think they're great quarterbacks i think that each one of them has top 10 potential um and and then i think the biggest part of it is both of these guys are, are great kids great people um so so it's it's gonna be tough for that it's gonna be hard for them not to succeed because of the drive they have the work ethic just the type of people they are so uh but that's bryce young everybody hope you guys all enjoyed the breakdown of bryce young um as as we do all for all of these top five quarterbacks uh, next week. I think the chat's going to be pretty spicy because oh, we yeah. have the two most uh, polarizing figures <laughs> in this draft, in this quarterback draft class and Anthony Richardson and Will Levis next week. Uh, but it's going to be fun. So let's, before we wrap up the show, let's move it along to the uh, latest Colts news and rumors. And I did see someone in the chat asking about uh, Will Levis's workout today with the Colts. So we're going to kind of talk, about uh about that as well here so uh and i see the chat saying thanks guys guys we're not done don't worry about it we're going to talk some more more colts <laughs> football so make sure you stay stay on with us um so so this is the latest news and rumors i want to kind of talk about who, who the colts are sending to all these workouts because the colts aren't bringing in uh to, to go watch these guys work out uh, they're not bringing in, uh, bringing them into the Indianapolis facility. They're going out to them per NFL rules. Uh, as Logan Schmidt says, careful bringing up Will Levis. Um, but, but it's going to be, uh, so, so they went out to Southern California and worked out CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, because both of those guys are training together in Southern California. That's where they're both from. Uh, they're, they're both really good friends, so they're training together. Colts were able to, to work out both of those guys at the same spot. So that was that was actually uh, pretty, pretty easy for them. Now they're going down to Lexington. Uh, they worked out Will Levis today. I'm not sure if Anthony Richardson is tomorrow or if it's early next week. I'm not 100% sure on that, but... The Col here's who the Colts are sending to these workouts. So Chris Ballard, Shane Steichen, offensive coordinator Jim Bob Cooter, quarterback coach Cam Turner, assistant GM Ed Dodds, and the director of college scouting Matt Turpening. So it is interesting to see just the differences between how the Colts are operating and how the Panthers are operating. So Panthers are sending 14 different people to these pro days. Uh, Every single one of them. The Colts sent 
Morocco Brown to some, sent Mike Lacey, their, their area scout to some. But the big contingent for the Colts is going all together for these private workouts, these private get-togethers, so that way they can all have their contingent face-to-face with this prospect one-on-one and there's not they're not fighting with other with other teams don't have to worry about any of that it is good to it, it, it is interesting to see there's the differences between how the panthers are handling things and how the colts are handling things yeah it's been way more of an aggressive approach i think to go work out work out these quarterbacks because you got to think again we've talked about this a lot as well we kind of have to go back to a lot of points talking about quarterbacks over the you know over the time waiting for the draft and one thing that we've said a lot of is that there is no quote unquote generational talent okay so like obviously in 97 the Colts were pretty damn sure they were taking Peyton Manning 2012 mm-hmm. they knew dang good or you know dang good and well that they were going to take Andrew Luck they they basically have four to five quarterbacks if they are considering Hendon Hooker that they have to pick from. So yeah, they have to do their absolute due diligence. And I actually think that it's, it's pretty interesting. I would love to hear Shane Steichen and, and Chris Ballard and Jim Bob Cooter, just all talking about these guys. It would be just so great to be a fly on the wall there. Oh, it definitely would be DSG. Goodbar asks any world in which Indy trades for Trey Lance instead of drafting. I haven't heard anything on that. Uh, I haven't heard the 49ers really make Trey Lance available at this point either. Um, so, but I don't, I don't know how high the Colts really were on Trey Lance. I think at this point, uh, it, it would kind of be since Trey Lance really hasn't played much, you basically be kind of getting a rookie quarterback anyway. So, don't necessarily need to give up the draft capital when you're going to be drafting one. Um, Good point. But but I think I think it's it, it it is interesting to see that. I mean, we know Chris Ballard never goes to pro days. Uh, we know Shane Steichen didn't really attend any of the pro days, but they do attend these private workouts. And and uh, this is this is where the dra- the final draft board is getting made up, and where the Colts are going to decide which of these quarterbacks that that they want to lead their franchise because I mean, we talked about Chris Ballard going to Quentin Nelson's pro day or, or a private workout way back in the day. He could feel Quentin Nelson talked about it last year when the Colts went to Cincinnati to work out Desmond Ritter. That's where Chris Ballard felt the physical presence of Alec Pierce. So going to these private workout sessions with all these quarterbacks as, as uh, I think it was Wyatt law that set it up here. Uh, yeah. He said, I wonder if Ballard felt Levis today. And I also saw in the chat um, uh, that Anthony Richardson's uh, workout uh, happened possibly yesterday. I think Christine also said that the Colts plane was a game. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, So, so yes, it it does seem like maybe maybe his his workout did happen yesterday and they came back up to to Lexington today. But it's. Ballard, a lot of times when he sees these guys up close, yes, he always says you can rely on the tape, but it is different seeing these guys in a in a private workout because they may be throwing against air. That's not really what they're looking for is how many how many completions they make or anything like that. They're they're going to get up close of their mechanics. How does the ball come off of their hand? Just the power. And then when you sit down in that room with this quarterback and you're breaking down film, 
and you're saying, why did this go? So walk me through this play and, and why it went wrong. Uh, walk me through this play, why it went right. It's getting on the whiteboard and saying, so if we have, if there's this defense up there, what, what, how would you check the protection? How would you get the, the, the team into the right, the right uh, play call? What hot routes would you, would you designate on, on certain plays? And while they're doing this, they also don't want the quarterback sitting there just thinking and taking taking forever to answer these it's got to be quick i mean it's got to be in almost instantaneous they want to see how quickly they can process and then this is where shane steichen where he always says they got to be obsessed with their craft obsessed with football this is kind of where you see that as well i mean because he talked about when they met with justin herbert justin herbert got a question wrong and he was immediately beating himself up for it. He was a perfectionist, and and he corrected himself as well. Knew what the right answer was right after before the Col- before the Chargers, excuse me, even had to tell him. That's what the Colts are looking for. They're looking for that quarterback that has a very high mental capacity, that has uh, uh, plenty to work work uh, work with from a physical perspective, and someone that they know is going to be obsessed with their craft and do everything they can to be to be great and that's what you have to be when you're a quarterback a franchise quarterback and the most important position in football yeah and you know i I actually had wrote a piece about morocco brown visiting anthony richardson yes it's true that for the colts that's kind of the that's kind of the unicorn to look for is like where he's where where morocco brown's eyes at that's kind of like an inside guy or at least it has been i guess but Make no mistake, these private workouts, you have literally, I mean, Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard weren't there with Morocco Brown. They're going to be there watching Anthony Richardson. They're going to be there. They were there watching Will Levis, or excuse me, they were there watching both Richardson and Levis. So again, these, I think this is, you know, the point in time where these guys are going to be making their choices. I mean, without question, because you've got them all in the same place in real time watching these throws go well or bad or you know oh he missed that question you know he showed this type of character and i guarantee you afterward they're probably spending a couple hours probably digesting what they heard absolutely it and but like i said we're three weeks from the draft this is where the colts are going to narrow down and get their draft board pretty much finalized so with these workouts then they'll all go back meet next week really talk in depth about each one of these quarterbacks and then they develop a plan for draft night. So, but that's our show for this evening, guys. Thank you all so much for every, all the support. The chat was absolutely awesome tonight. want to give a shout out to, uh, to Freddie Williams, uh, Logan Schmidt, Christine, nomadic, Brian, um, 81 81 deuce uh i gotta get that one right uh i think i said logan already ski or ski sky uh rich wheeler stats matt dsg good bar uh shout out to logan and dsg good bar for the super chats make sure you guys uh, follow all their content on social media you guys have been absolutely awesome and uh go ahead and if you haven't done so already please go ahead and follow us on all the things go ahead and like horseshoe huddle on facebook go ahead and follow at colts on fn on twitter subscribe to the youtube channel and hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i are going live destin and shot are going live and guys guess what this will be the last time we speak to you before the indie draft guide goes live so yes there's still a little bit of time to pre-order the indie draft guide it releases on april 10th i it has been finished it has been finished uh we wrote our final pieces this week 
for the Indie Draft Guide. Over 225 scouting reports and fits with the Colts on all these prospects. You'll want to make sure you have it on hand. The link is in the description. Go ahead and click that, uh, and, and you'll be able to take you right there to order your copy because what we'll be using all draft cycle, and, and we've been really working hard on it, so I think you guys will love it. So go follow Drake at D Walster Drake. What you got on horseshoehuddle.com that the people can check out, buddy? So I've got a, I actually just released a, or a piece on Rocky scene, potentially reuniting with the Colts uh, has come out. But uh, another one is the top needs for the Colts remaining and upcoming is how the Minshew signing was a value deal for Indianapolis. Absolutely. Guys, and it's happening tomorrow. My second mock draft is releasing tomorrow morning 8 a.m eastern on horseshoehuddle.com you'll want to go check that out i got two trades two trades in there we've got a quarterback we've got an offensive lineman we've got some defensive backs a wide receiver a linebacker even it's going to be a fun one so make sure you go check that out you can follow me at andrew moore nfl and we will be back monday night to talk florida gators quarterback anthony richardson diving into the pros the cons and will mr ar be a colt here in three weeks so we'll see you then